being a mom. Okay, so I opened up my social media and asked, okay, what what subject should I tackle next? What do you guys want to hear from me? And I have about 10. There's about 10 things that were pretty consistent. <laughs> it's interesting, like the the, the the things that were coming through um, that you guys were asking me to tackle were, were pretty consistent. It was like 10 topics. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle them. I'm going to do my best to tackle them. Um, but one that was pretty consistent was about how do you handle being a mom in this generation? And I just thought that was so, what I love about that and why you're asking that is, you know, I, if you look, if you've been following me for a while, um, in these last four years, I probably haven't shared that much about my kids. I'll sprinkle them about, you know, here and there, but they were really little. And so, you know, when I first started my podcast, you know, there wasn't much to say because they they weren't really talking. (laughs) I mean, they were, but you know what I mean? So now that they're 10 and eight, you know, they've got personalities and we're building that relationship and I'm, I'm, and I'm navigating, you know, momhood. And it is, y'all, it is hard. (laughs) It is hard, but I will say this, you know, I'm really big on whatever you focus on magnifies. And so I'm actually really big on that because if I focus so much on, oh my God, this generation and oh my gosh, it's the generation of like, you know, video games and, you know, social media and the list goes on, right? Um, Then that becomes my focus. But what I tend to focus on is I'm raising kids to make sure that they, that we instill in them a strong work ethic and that you can be anything and everything you want to be because you live in America in the land of the free where you don't have to go to college to be uber successful. You don't have to have the best grades to be uber successful. You just have to work hard. And if you can work harder than the person next to you and you bring your character to the table and you live your life of of integrity and you bring your absolute best every time, you can crush anything you want in this life. And that's really something that my husband and I have both, you know, put into our kids. And what's really cool is my husband did do the college route. He did the Ivy League school. Like he graduated top he graduated top in his class at a, in getting his MBA and he graduated top 10% in his class at Harvard Business School getting his MBA. And he was an intelligence officer in the Navy and he's now like running his own firm right now. I mean, he's He's showing like, this is the path that you can take if you know what you want to do. And for him, it was like, he knew he wanted to do business. He knew he wanted to do investing and he knew he wanted to be in the tech space. So he knew that he needed to go into a school that was going to give him that path, right? For me, I wanted to be a hairstylist and then I didn't really know what I wanted to be after that. And then I realized I got a taste of entrepreneurship and I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Like, having residual income versus having to go into the salon and get paid only per client. Pretty awesome. I like getting paid when I sleep. (laughs) So getting that taste of residual income, I'm like, I'm, I want to be an entrepreneur. So you don't, I didn't go to college. I don't even, I didn't even go and get, you know, a four year degree. So teaching my kids that you can have this path or you can have this path, but you can be anything you want. Um, and that's really been like our focus. But the thing that I want to share with you today, you know, and some of the questions that you guys have been asking about momhood and all that thing, I actually want to share with you how I epically failed. Um, I, I teach our kids to fail. So every week I ask my kids, how did you epically fail? 
And the reason why I ask them that is because I don't want them to be afraid of failing because failing means you tried. Failing means you tried. And I tell my kids all the time, if you were, if I was talking to my eight-year-old right now, he would literally tell you, mom tells us that we're going to suck. It's true. I do. Every single time they start something, I'm like, now, you know, you're going to suck, right? Like when they first started practicing their, their music. So my oldest is practicing piano and my youngest is practicing guitar. And her first lesson, I said, now, you know, you're going to suck. Like embrace the suck because it's brand new. You don't know anything. So don't get frustrated with yourself. Listen to your teacher and grow. And then when they, you know, when my sons, when they've done sports or when they've, they're trying new subjects in school or learning new skills in school, I'm like, you're going to suck at it, but you're going to learn from the sucking and teaching them that it's okay, that it's okay to fail. It's okay to suck because you're trying. And so one of the things that we do every week as a family is, you know, how did you epically fail this week? And it's awesome because at first, you know, it started with like, oh, you know, I didn't compliment someone, but it's gotten bigger, like deeper, you know, where I'm like, awesome. Like that's, that's a pretty epic fail, you know? And then we, and then I asked them, how did they learn from it? And we do it too. So my husband and I, we share how we failed, you know, either in our business or, you know, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I recently kind of failed as a parent. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I did cause I had to learn from it. So I want to share with you how I epically failed and what I learned from it. And my hope is that maybe in me sharing about this failure, you can kind of open up your eyes to like, yeah, your kids are different and how your spouse can maybe help you. Because that is really where I'm so thankful for my husband because my oldest is a lot like my husband. And it it actually tends to be that way. I don't know how it works in your family, but for me, you know, my youngest is a lot like me. We're very free spirited. We just kind of go with the flow. We don't need a solid plan. We just, we just kind of bring the fun. We always kind of joke, like we bring the fun. My, my, my youngest and I, we bring the fun and I get him. He's easy to get because he's a lot like me. So I get it, you know, but my oldest is a lot like my husband and opposites attract, right? And so my oldest is very analytical and he processes things very differently. And he's they're they're my husband and my oldest they're like always thinking and always planning and it's just you know I'm like wow I always tell my husband I'm like to be in your brain would make me so exhausted like I'd be so tired I'd be taking like a break every five minutes to be up in your head space because my husband is just constantly thinking that's just how that's just how he's wired and my oldest is the same so my son, my oldest came back and you've, you've now heard him. His name is Zaid and you've now heard him on his podcast, which is so cool that he did that. Um, so he was sharing with us. They got, they had these like tests in school and something that I'm really trying to teach my oldest is humility. He's extremely brilliant. Um, he's like the kid in the class that cuts off the curve because they're like, oh, We'll go ahead and take him off because he, you know, is like way up, up, up. (laughs) So he got these tests back that were like state tests. And he was sharing with us, all three of us, my husband and my son, he was sharing with us his scores and they were a hundredth percentile, like on everything, on the reading, on the writing, on the math, on the science, like all of it. He just was like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And it's just, it's just. It is, oh my gosh, I'm like struggling so hard to say this. <laughs> it is so hard 
to have, this is going to sound so weird to you. It is so hard to have a kid so brilliant and trying to teach him that that's not normal. I don't know how to explain this to you, but I'm going to try my best. It's like, I'm trying to show him because, because in his mind, it's like when he gets a hundred percent, it's like, it wasn't hard for him. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, yeah, so what next? Like, it's just, it's like, of course I got a hundred percent. It's who I am. Like, how did, how did everybody else not get a hundred percent? Like, it was so easy. (laughs) And so I've been, I've been teaching him humility because he comes home. This is not, this is a normal thing in our, in our family. He comes home with like, 100% on everything. And math is very easy for him, like figuring out numbers. Like they have him doing, I think, high school math in the fourth grade. Like he just is so stupid smart. And my my husband was the same way. So by the third grade, my husband's parents took him out of private school and homeschooled him because he was just basically doing college math. So he's my son. Like he's he is my husband's son, like for real. So one of the things I'm trying to teach him is humility. So he is sharing all of this like amazingness of his grades. And my youngest, who is like, y'all, if he's the kind of kid, if you're like, you just got in a promotion or you just got like a really good grade, he's the kid you call because he's so excited for you. So my youngest is like dancing around the kitchen and like, whoa, yeah, get it, say, like cheering him on. And I am like, get it, Gavin. Like how amazing is that to have a brother that's just like sitting there cheering you on. And Gavin doesn't get grades like that. Right. But he still was cheering for his brother. And I was just like, this is, this is amazing. So in one breath, I said, Zayd, I'm so proud of you. Like you're crushing it. And in the second breath, I said, and look at your brother. Like he's totally cheering for you. Like he is like sitting here, like dancing around the kitchen, like so excited for you. And I said, you need to, you know, thank him for that, you know, because doesn't that make you feel so good that your brother is sitting around like dancing in the kitchen? And he, he said something like, thanks, you know, and then he whispers in his ear, like chubby boy. And Gavin, like this face, like just drop from being like super cheerful to like face dropped. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? Like this really cool moment just like totally went away. And Gavin told us what he said. And my husband and I looked at each other like, what the hell? Like, we're having all this whole moment here of like cheering you on, so excited for you. And then you say that to your brother? Like, are you serious? And so we tell him to go upstairs. And I'm like, what the heck? And my husband's like, okay, so you weren't wrong. (laughs) He's like, you weren't wrong, but let me tell you what just happened. So you acknowledged Zaid, which was great because you're pretty, you, you tend to like try to, you know, crush his spirits a little bit by trying to introduce humility, but you didn't, you praised him and that was good. <laughs> He's like, but then you acknowledged Zaid. I mean, I, Gavin, you acknowledged Gavin and, and his cheering for his brother. And then now he has to share in that moment his moment. And he didn't like that. So, so to keep the moment for himself, he put his brother down. And I'm like, what? Like, it didn't even make sense to me because I'm like, 
I don't think that way, right? Like I, I am the person that you call when you need someone to tell you how awesome you are. Like that's me. Like I am excited for everybody. Like when you get promoted, I will, like I'm going to be having a dance party for you. So it was so like foreign to me. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't get it. And so I had to think about it. Like, I was like, okay, that's really interesting. Like, because I acknowledged Gavin in the same breath of acknowledging Zaid and what he just achieved, which is his thing, you guys. Like, his thing is like being the best at, well, pretty much everything. But when it comes to his grades and tests and all that, like, he's super, like, that's his, that's his identity. And that is what my husband has taught me. He's like, it's, it's, it's his identity. So what you did is you divided the praise in his moment and he didn't know how to handle that. So how he handled it in his 10-year-old way was putting his brother down. So I was like, wow, that is so fascinating, right? So I, you know, as I was thinking about it, I was like, I told my husband, so later on, I told my husband, I said, thank you for your help in that because I, I didn't see that, you know? And that's a good learning moment for me, but also it's a good learning moment for Zaid, like to teach him, like, here's, here's what happened, to have that self-awareness. Like, we're really trying to teach our boys to have self-awareness and to understand, like, hey, this may happen in real life where you get promoted and so does your friend. And you need to be equally happy for your friend as your friend is happy for you. Or there may be like two different things going on where someone gets praised for something completely different, like this situation where I was praising Gavin for praising Zaid. And I was also praising Zaid for being so great at school, right? So, you know, it was a great lesson to teach Zaid, like, hey, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to crush it in your job or crush it in, you know, different school things or sports. And, and sometimes other kids will get the same thing as you. They're in jiu-jitsu right now. I'm like, you may get some, a, a stripe or promote in a belt at jiu-jitsu and so will like five other people. And you need to be okay with sharing the praise. And it was like a really good lesson for me and a really good lesson for for Zay to really understand that. And he even said, he's like, yeah, that's, that's, I feel like that's what it was, you know? So let me talk about the punishment that we did because it was so awesome. And since we're just going to dive right into parenthood and how I epically failed and then how like I learned from it and then how I disciplined Zade and it turned into this most beautiful thing. So I hated that he put his brother down. Like that bothered me a lot. And so especially because his brother was praising him. You know what I mean? It was like, what a little punk, you know? So we told Zay that night, we're like, you're going to sit down and you're going to write a hundred things of why you love your brother. And if it takes you all night, it takes you all night, but you're going to write a hundred things down because I want you to go to bed tonight with all that love in your heart for your brother. And then tomorrow morning before school, you're going to read it to your brother and you're going to share with him how much you love him. So in Zaid's true fashion, he told us that it took him 42 minutes. He's like a, he's like a very exact person. I'm not even joking. One time I, he asked me what time it was and I looked at the clock and it was, 
it was 114, but I said 115 because it was, you know, it's 115. And I said, oh, it's 115, bud. And he looks at the clock. He goes, mom, you lied. I'm like, what? He's like, it's 114. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like he's so exact. So he's like, mom. So he finished his hundred things and he's like, it took me 42 minutes. I'm like, okay, amazing. So he's like, it really came from my heart. Like I, I really took time, you know, to write, to write these things down of why I love Gavin. So the next morning I, he woke up and I, he woke up actually first. And I said, did you go to bed last night? Like, so just grateful for your brother. He was like, yeah, I couldn't, I actually had dreams about him. Like I, yeah, like I'm so thankful for Gavin and I'm so thankful that he's my brother. I was like, isn't that amazing? Like when you sit and reflect on all the positive things about your brother, how much love and gratitude you have for him in your life. And he was like, yeah, here is what was so amazing. I seriously wish I recorded it and I didn't. And I'm kicking myself every, every day. Cause I, it was so beautiful. So Zaid, so we tell Gavin, we're like, okay, Gavin, you know, Zaid has something to tell you. So Zaid first apologized for what he said to his brother. And then he's like, I have written down a hundred things of why I love you. And Gavin was just, I mean, be mean, be mean. And these things that he shared to his brother, oh my gosh, my husband and I were just like, what? Like he just tells him like, I I can't even get it. I, I don't even know how to explain. It was like the things that were coming out of Zaid's mouth of how much love he has for his brother, it completely changed the dynamic. Like, uh, oh my gosh. Gavin was beaming, first of all, the entire time. Full on hugged his brother and was like, I love you, you know, Zaid. I just, I love you. Like we're brothers, you know? And they came home. So they left that day. They came home from school. And sometimes there's like bickering a little bit when they get off the bus. There was zero bickering. They were like sharing with each other. <laughs> they were like helping each other with their chores. I mean, it was just, I told my husband, I'm like, what? And this is amazing. And, I'm, and so I shared with them that night. I said, this is the power of what you focus on. So a full circle moment here, going back to where I started with my podcast. What you focus on magnifies. And when you focus on how much you love someone, that's the only thing that you can think about because you've magnified it. You've made it so big because it's the only thing that you've been reflecting on. A hundred things of why you love your brother pretty much guarantees it's going to be the only thing you think about because that's what you allowed your mind to focus on. And it completely changed the dynamic in their relationship. And it still has even a few weeks later. So I learned so many things in this parenthood moment. But one of the other things, it was like, I need to do that for myself. Like that's why in my program, I teach women in the first week to write down all the things that they love about themselves. I am, I am. It starts with I am. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am fearfully, wonderfully made. All these things, right? Because when you focus on how much the things you love about you, you're now pouring from a full place. You only can give what you have. And so if you can 
invest in yourself and how much you love yourself and make that the focus, that becomes what's magnified. And then that is what is poured out into your kids, into your marriage, into your relationships, into every other area of your life. But it starts with first loving yourself and magnifying those things. And so it just was a beautiful picture of like, this is why I'm such a big advocate on speaking those things over yourself and then towards other people. And so I actually shared this story with a friend of mine and she's like, I need to do this for my husband. She's like, we're having like, we're having a lot of bickering in our marriage right now. And I need to, I need to write down a hundred things of what I love about him. I'm like, that's a great idea. You guys, she told me, she's like, girl, it like, it changed everything. Like I, I kind of forgot all the things I was mad at him for. And I forgot like why we're even fighting. And she's like, and then what was beautiful is that he did the same thing for me. Like he, he then wrote a hundred things of what he loved about me. And now we're like, our marriage is on fire. And she's like, and it literally was just sitting down and getting my mind to see how much I love him and why I'm married to him. And it, and it just completely changed. So, you know, the, the life lessons in, in failing and learning from them and sucking at things and then learning from the sucking, right? Learning from sucking at things is you create this beautiful, it's like this broken masterpiece, right? Where I look at it like life is like where you take all of this colored glass and you you throw it on the floor and you break it. And then it's all, you put it all up like in you know, those churches, like in um, like Catholic churches, they have like all these little like colored pieces, but the light still shines through. And, and that's life, right? It's messy. We're, we're going to fail. We're going to suck at things. But if we can learn from those things and then we can grow from those things and we let the light still shine through, we can create this most beautiful masterpiece. And, and that's what I feel that life is, is creating this beautiful masterpiece of learning from the things that we fail at. So this was my first topic I'm going to tackle is, is motherhood and just how I failed and how I, I fail every day, you know, and I make mistakes. And I think the, the best thing that I would kind of end with you is this. Teach your kids that. Like one, have them share with you how they failed and then share with them how you failed as a mom because it gives them permission to fail, but it also gives them permission to see you as not perfect. And that gives them this ability to be like, okay, mom's not perfect and she's not asking us to be perfect either, but she is asking us to grow, right? She is asking us to learn from these things and to become our best self from these epic failures. So teach your kids to fail, teach them that you fail too, and watch your life become this beautiful masterpiece.